Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I interviewed AJ Francis in Orlando, also known as Top Dollar. But you're not going to have to pay Top Dollar for NordVPN.com slash Fightful and that threat protection. Block online trackers, block annoying pop-up ads, block the malware. Not only that, 30 days risk-free. You can get your money back if you don't like it. Change your virtual location with just one click. Avoid price discrimination. Subscribe to services that might be a little bit cheaper somewhere else. And you end up paying for NordVPN.com slash Fightful on its own. I mean, you're basically paying for it just to use it. I use this every single day of my life. That 30-day money-back guarantee is definitely a big thumbs up. You've got nothing to lose. Why not? Why not, right? I mean, I kind of wanted to change my entire identity after AJ brutally, savagely beat me at FIFA. But you know what? I I felt secure nonetheless, thanks to NordVPN.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful here with somebody you know. The most shady, Frankie baby. <sighs> that's victory, P. Diddy. Notorious well, B.I.G. Well, bunch of different ones. Bunch yes. of different ones. There, yeah. there you go. That's there. where I stole Frankie baby from. Okay. It's also where I stole. If you didn't know, now you know. From okay. Biggie, you know. Well, we got the former top dollar, AJ Francis. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Thanks Did... for having me. I'm about to bust your ass. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> so. Did we did we agree to do uh feel free to be Cincinnati? Oh, I'm, I'm gonna be Cincinnati. I'm gonna City. I'm gonna Lando City. Okay, I'm gonna be Cincinnati. Uh I, as I was telling him, I get into soccer because of Ted Lasso. I mean, I always kinda like paid attention to the World Cup and stuff like that, but um Yeah, it's it's gonna be a bloodbath. It's gonna See, be so bad. I, people think it's funny because obviously I played in the NFL, so people think it's wild when I tell them that soccer's my favorite sport. It always yes. has been. It's just I'm yeah. not the build to play Of soccer. course, yeah. Right? So, but I still do play well, soccer. Well, people are always surprised when they hear that I was a professional offensive lineman. Hey, so, I, I mean, look, look at that. Look at that. I'm saying, you know, you had to like Mike Jordan. <laughs> you played in those. That's how oh, my God. That's, that's, what I, that's what I would need. That's what these got. Look. Yes. Yeah, hey, you know what? I could probably play offensive line for the yeah, Bengals. With the light I, would do, I would do just as All good. All you got to do is wear those shoes, stand outside yes. in the lightning storm, and get struck by lightning, and then you'll be good enough to play online. Well, I, I don't think that I would do much worse than what we saw hey, in hey, the Super Bowl. Hey, you know, that's we, are, we, are we rolling on that one? Yeah, we're okay, we're rolling on this one, too. Over our shoulder. We got, yep. we got, we're going to have it superimposed on here, guys. But we're also going to talk about... About AJ's career, you got all kinds of stuff going on, man. Yeah, yeah, I do, man. It's uh, I got a lot of stuff that I'm keeping pretty close to the chest, um, as well as like I'm excited for the hitmakers. You know, mm-hmm. we were the hitmakers before we were hero, and um, you know, when Triple H asked, did we want to add Swerve to the crew? I was obviously like yes because Swerve is a, a star, and yes. Swerve is somebody that. 
you know what I'm saying? Like, he never got his due before he was in Hit Row. Yeah. He was in WWE for two years and never got put over in any big way ever until he was in Hit Row. So I was glad that we were able to, like, come together and have him get something good yes. out of it. You know what I'm saying? He got to be the NXT North American Champion because he deserved it. But, like, I'm also glad now, like, he, when we got released, he was like, I want to do my own thing. And I was yeah. like, I have more power to you. You were doing your own thing for 10 years. You were doing Hit Row for six months, bro. Like, I don't blame you. The idea of the record label faction, that I've been doing that since 2019. So that's, like, kind of my, you know, my oh, no. thing. Oh, no. Oh, uh, not, not this early. Oh, no. It? Yeah, it is. I don't oh, know. Good oh, good play. Oh, good play look at like like that. Look at that. Oh. Good play at the line. Way to stop me there. But yeah, I mean, and I always had said when I would watch Swerve that he just needed that one little thing to set him apart. And I feel like a lot, and this is just me throwing that out there, but it feels like Hit Row. Ooh! Hit Row was that thing that he needed to really set him apart as a personality. And it, it seems like it stuck with him. I mean, he, he was obviously uh, very well considered by MLW in, in the past, too. But mm-hmm. Well, you got to realize, like, when I first got to WWE, I wanted to do Hit Row, right? Yeah. And So you've been pitching that a while. Yes. So, like, oh, good defense book. When uh, I first got to WWE, I wanted to do Hit Row. And I wanted to do it with Leo Rush and Swerve. Well, this love is definitely Leo. a goal. Oh, what a oh. save! I wanted to do it with Leo Rush and Swerve because I knew that they were both rappers. Yes. Right? So, like, because I was doing it on the indies, and then my crew on the indies was called The Row, right? And, like, I was the only person that wrestled and rapped. Like, we had yeah. other rappers in the crew. We had other wrestlers in the crew. But I was the only one that wrestled and rapped. And I thought it would be really cool to be able to do it with people who all wrestle and rap. So I wanted to do it with Leo and Swerve when I first got to WWE. But then... Yeah. What ended up happening was, obviously, Leo got released. Which is also unfortunate. Yes, you know what I'm saying? And then uh, Swerve was doing his solo thing. He was doing, like, the the oh. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing he was doing. That yeah. was leading into the feud with uh, Leon Ruff. And then, so, like, I was like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'll just focus on myself. And then me and Brianna and Tahuti got put together uh, by Ryan Katz. I hear a lot of great... Uh, oh. That's one goal, no problem. Uh, I, you know, we got put together by Ryan Katz, and he was just like, y'all should work together. He wasn't like, what do y'all want to be? Of course. And then I presented the idea to Tahuti and Brianna, like, yo, like, I was already doing this on the indies. Brianna raps, makes it so much easier. I was like, we can say Tahuti's a producer, and then, <laughs> you know, even though I'm the producer, I produce all the stuff that we do, but like, like... I would just say that Tahuti's the producer, and then we'll be uh, a hip hip hop record label. Did he ever try to rap? Oh, he does. Like, okay. The thing is, I write stuff for him to rap. Specific. Oh, oh, oh. hit the post. I write stuff for him to rap specifically. Yeah. Um. So like, he's on all. He's on the hit row song that we that I wrote that we made. We literally made it in the studio in my house. Oh, okay. I can let you see that before you go. But like, yeah, I love that. The hit row. Theme song that everybody loves was made in my house. Like I wrote it here, we recorded it here. So like, uh, like I'm very hands on with everything I do, right? So like, as I should be because there was nothing like Hit Row before there was Hit Row. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, stay. The goalie's going off. But like, like uh, when, but Tahuti's also on the. Uh, he's going to be on our new song. Save. He's gonna be on our new song that we're uh, we'll be releasing as the Hitmakers. So I'm just excited to get back to what like we were the Hitmakers for a year. Yeah. Think of like we were the Hitmakers. People don't know this because it wasn't on TV, but we were the Hitmakers longer than we were Hit Row. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, it feels like you all were on TV a lot longer than you were because it felt like every week there was something. Cool, it was just something a meteoric new. rise. It was just yeah. It was there was there, and was, the, there was nothing that. Had ever been done like, oh my, this goalie! Listen. There's nothing that had ever been done like it, right? So, like, every week, people don't realize, we only, in the six months that we were on TV, we only had, uh, go. Oh my nice. gosh. We only had, in six months, we had five segments that were longer than five minutes. Jeez. I mean, those vignettes set you all apart right mm-hmm. from the beginning. And 
it felt like you all were on TV every week for a year, and then I look at the, the, the amount of time, and I was like, oh my god, but it, it, if you all skipped weeks, it felt like you didn't. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, because we did, because what would happen was, it'd be like, we'd get like, we thought it was crazy, because we would get like, we would have the, the crowd, we would be in the back, listening to the crowd chant Hit Row the entire show, and yeah. we had like 45 seconds of a backstage promo on the show, and I'm just like, confused as to like, why are we not getting, like, I'm not saying we need 20 minutes every week. I'm not saying we need 10 minutes every week, but like, if you really look at what we did, we were doing, most of what we did was like 45 seconds to a minute, which I know a lot of people get, but a lot of people don't, didn't garner the reaction that Hero did either. Yeah. You know? And everybody could tell like right away that it was a main roster ready act, so I don't think anybody was surprised when you all got called up. Yeah. Like, everybody kind of knew that that was... What should happen. Yeah, that was what should happen. How did you... Oh, my God. It's okay. It's okay. I'm good at the game, bro. Uh, Evidently. (laughs) How do you... Who tells you that you're getting called up? Because... We found out at SmackDown. Oh, really? So, what happened... So, like, they had been calling up a lot of people... Because this was was after Triple H had his health thing. Mm -hmm. So, I know he used to tell people, but... Yeah, but, like, so... We... We, they had been calling up a lot of people to do dark matches. And I literally went up to John Lerner and I was like, hey, um, you're calling up all these people to do dark matches. Why aren't you calling me up to do a dark match? Like, I've, yeah. been, I've, I've been here longer than some of the guys you're calling up. And, like, the thing that kind of annoyed me with my time there is that, like, they didn't really know a lot about me, like, personally. Sure. So, like... I'd be, I've been there for a year, and people be like, hey, when the red light is on the camera, you, you know, the camera's on you. And I want to be like, bro, I've been on TV 10 years. Like, yeah. Why, why are you trying to tell me things that are obvious? Like, I understand other people need things like that, but they that's the way that I recognize, oh, they don't know anything about me. Like, they don't know that I've been on TV for a decade. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, I was wondering why my opportunity was taking so long to come. And so I went up to John Laurinaitis, and I was like, yo, so what's the deal? Like, why are we getting a dark match? Like, clearly, we're the talk of the show every week. Yeah. Um, and then we do the championship cipher, you know, and that's like, it'll never be repeated again. It can never be redone. Like, So, like, he's like, all right, cool. I like that you, you know, willing to come up to me and, and tell me that you want an opportunity. So then they booked, he said, I'm going to book you for October 1st because that's your, because uh, I told him Maryland is my, Baltimore is my hometown. Yeah. So he was like, all right, I'm going to bring you up. And then we found out that the draft was October 1st. So I figured out we were getting drafted because at first it was just me by myself booked for a dark match. Ah. It was me by myself booked for a dark match. And I was like, okay, all right, we're going to be in Baltimore. That'll be good. I'll get a hometown reaction. That'll be dope. And then like two days before the dark match, they were like, all right, we're bringing all of Hit Row. And I was like, and it's the draft? I was like, okay. And still nobody told us we were getting drafted. But we actually found out on accident because... One of the uh, executives from Fox saw us in the hallway before the show. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Mind you, nobody's told us we're getting drafted. <laughs> yeah. Right? And we're like, I have a dark match against Cedric, uh, Cedric Alexander. Like, I'm getting ready for that. We're about to take group pictures and whatnot. And uh, uh, he, the... the uh, oh, good play. The guy, the executive from Fox was like, yeah, so, you know, we're going to get the writing team with you guys soon because we know you guys like to write your own stuff up. We just want to see what you guys had in plan. And we're like, uh, sir, do you know something that we don't know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's like, oh, nobody's told you? He's like, well, keep it kayfabe, but uh, you guys are going to SmackDown tonight. And we found our gym dressed for the SmackDown night. So we did, found out about Did the an Fox exec say keep it kayfabe? Literally did. That's, that's amazing. Because <laughs> the word for word he said was keep it kayfabe, right? Uh, but he, he, uh, Oh, but he, he said, keep it kayfabe, and it was like, we found out about an hour and a half before SmackDown started that we were going to be drafted that night, so it was cool because we all looked at, like, what he said, what he said, yeah, you know, we're going to get the right team with you guys, we can talk about creating all that, we, we all looked at each other like, wait a minute, what, right? Like, that was how we found out we were getting drafted. It didn't, like, we didn't know that we would be the first team off the board, like... Yeah. And, you know, we didn't know from NXT. We didn't know none of that. We didn't know that we would be third-round pick. We didn't know any of that, but we knew we were getting drafted. So, the crazy part of that is that, like, we were so excited about the fact that we were there. Like, we, I assumed we were going to get drafted because why else would they bring everybody else when it was originally just me? 
know yeah, yeah, of course. But, but like, hearing that and being like, yeah, you guys are getting drafted by SmackDown, and it was like SmackDown wanted us on their show. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like, and that's the A show. So like, you know, that was amazing. That was an amazing feeling. But then obviously we get released, and that has nothing to do with SmackDown. You know what I'm saying? So. It, that was that was the the craziest part to me was that like we did so much and we could have did so much more. Well, you're doing a lot more now. You're do, you're still doing most wanted treasures, which I was so. Well, that's the thing well, is that like I'm under contract. Okay. But so they could. I was under contract in WWE. Okay, too. I was I was gonna ask that because that came out in an interview last week. Mm-hmm. I would. I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't want to keep you if you did. I mean, if you're open to it. I'm down. I'm I, 100% down. It's just like, people will tell me all the time, like, yo, the show wouldn't be the same without you. Like, you care, You were the thread for all the fans in the show. And I yeah. was like, yeah, that was intentional. Like, the director told me, he was like, yo, we're telling this story through you. And before that, like, I heard your name mentioned around as a host for Raw Underground as yeah. a possibility. Yeah. I didn't know if that even got to you. No, I didn't find... I, 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 so, literally, the true story about that is... Um, Edge calls me, and he goes, send me uh, some promos. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, <laughs> right? Because I'd already sent Edge a bunch of promos yeah, and stuff yeah. that we've talked about and moved batches. You know, Edge is, is a really good guy, and he's always looking to help out. So he's like, uh, you know, I call him Adam, but yeah. So yeah. I'm like, <laughs> he, uh, he calls, and he's like, he's like, send me some promos. And I'm like, okay. And I send him like two, three promos. And then, like, he doesn't get back to me yeah. till the next day. And mind you, I'm on the road doing most one of the treasures. Yeah. At this point. So he's like, Yeah, um, you know, uh, we were in a meeting with Vince and the other people and they were talking about who's gonna host Raw Underground and I thought you would be the perfect host for it and they actually were gonna run with you as the host, but you're on the road doing most one of the treasures and that's gonna take up too much of your schedule to be able to come ah. back and do Raw Underground. So that's when you know, Shane comes out as the host. And then you even, if you really know, you got, like, Brianna was uh, was on Raw Underground hosting for a little bit, too. Like, oh, did you get to it? Oh, oh. almost got on the board. But, you know, so, like, that would have been a cool opportunity, too. But, mm-hmm. like, honestly, I was so ingratiated in what I was doing yeah. with Most Wanted Treasures. Like... Gotta take A&E if A&E comes, man. And it's not even just that. It's just the fact that what I was actually doing. Like, I was hanging out with Undertaker and Booker T and Ric Flair and Mick Foley. Like, I got... Every night after I filmed with Ric Flair, we went to a uh, restaurant and bar, took tequila shots, drank, <laughs> ate steak, and drank wine. Like, I mean, Raw Underground's great, but I feel like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. You know what I'm, I, I'm with you, yeah. <laughs> and But, I mean, it, I, I liked hearing that because it was very clear that they... They saw at least once they got a look at you, they're like, "Man, this guy can host stuff, and he's very good." And that relationship I mean, is continuing with them. The funny thing is, is they're like, "Oh, yeah, I'm, oh. I'm just dogging you now." But the funny thing is with them is that like WWE, like they didn't actively stop me from getting the role, but they didn't want me to get it. Yeah, like, like so that was an A and E call. That was an A and E and the production team. Call. Okay, like they were because. I made it to the final round of people, because I didn't find that, people, they asked me in March, hey, would you like to be a host of a TV show? And I was like, uh, okay. I had an interview with one person on the show, and then I had an interview with another person on the show, uh, and then I had an interview with Triple H and Stephanie and the director of the show, and after the meeting with, with all, that last meeting, like, they didn't want me, WWE didn't want me to host the show because I hadn't been on TV yet. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but the... Production team and... Oh, there we go. Oh, boy. The product... Oh, here we go. Goal. Oh, I saved it! Look at that. Uh, Look at that. But uh, the production team and, <laughs> and uh, the studio was like, nah, we want him. Like, you know, we don't want anybody else. We want him. And clearly, it was a good call. I mean... Yeah. If you watch the show, you can tell that, like, hosting and TV stuff, like, I've been doing that for years. Like, they don't... So have you, have you spoken to anybody in WWE about continuing that role? No, but I didn't speak to the, anybody in WWE about getting it in the first yeah. place. You know what I'm saying? Like you got, I, they just announced that they're doing season two. Sure, they're not. They're probably not going to film until I would think later this year at yeah. the earliest. And last time we can start over. I'll give you another yeah, chance. Yeah. No. yeah, give me another chance. I'll give you another chance. You should pick the worst team. <laughs> last year. Uh, you know when they when we did it, 
But I found out that I got the gig in May and we started filming in July. Yeah. I was the last person added to the crew that they had already had set up. You know so they did announce that more of it's coming. They yes. announced this huge partnership. Which mm-hmm. Two seasons. I, I gotta say, um, congrats to WDB for making A&E the t- regular cable channel that they were always oh. talking about making themselves. Mm-hmm. It effectively is the WDB network now. Um, so have, have you had any talks about that or is that just that, well, we're going to wait and see how it ends up? Yeah, it's going to, we're going to wait and see. I mean, like I said, I got the car, I have a contract. I'm going to contract for multiple seasons. Yeah. Now, do they have to care about the contract? No, they can go get somebody else. But I also think that like, and I don't mean this to be offensive. I'm just being real. Anybody who watched the show can tell this too. Like I'm hard to replace, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure, like yeah. as a host, my little quips and rapping with Booker T in the car and rapping with, <laughs> Like that, there's not a lot of people that can do that, let alone actually have experience on set. Like I've done Super Bowl commercials, I've you know I've done TV shows, like I'm, you know what I'm saying so. Like I've done a lot of different things, and the worst part about all of this is that like I actually loved the show, but yeah. like you know they might decide you know he's not here no more, let's go another direction. And if they do, you know more power to them. I hope it works out for them. Um, like I said, I have no ill will. I understand how the business works. They could pay Hit Row $1.5 million, or they could pay Mark Lesnar $1.5 million to do a show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I understand how business works. That's why they're unifying the title, because they're getting rid of that huge roster. That's what they're doing. Like, it's it's business. I was in the NFL. I'm not, I'm not offended by the business aspect of it. Sure. It's just like, if you don't want me to be a part of your business, then that's fine, too. But you lose everything that I bring to the table. Yeah. <laughs> so if that's what you want, then feel free. Use somebody else. Have another show. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure I'm sure. no matter who hosts the show, people are still going to watch. Because it wasn't about me, the reason people were watching. I was the reason that they... I feel like I was the reason people kept coming back. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, wa- they didn't watch the first... I'm not even on the poster. They didn't watch the first episode for me. They watched it for Undertaker. Like... They didn't watch, and, Man, and Mick Foley, sorry, was the first episode. They didn't watch episode two for uh, me. They watched it for The Undertaker. But, like, the more they spent time with me as the thread of the show, the more time that they were able to recognize what I was able to bring to the table. I watched it to see if he beat Sonny Ono's ass. Man, that was, that one was crazy <laughs> to me because, like, people were like, oh, like, we knew that we were going to do an auction. That wasn't the problem. The problem yeah. wasn't the auction. Oh no! Oh, that was nice. Hope, hope that one got cut. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't the. I'm bad. gonna react to that like you did to Sonny Ono. Yeah. I can't believe this piece of trash. <laughs> this had the gall the to take is, what was mine. The thing is, my goal is like, like, I, my biggest problem was we went all the way to middle of nowhere, Iowa. It's snowing. Yeah. Right. And then you're like, oh. He lives in Iowa? Yes, that whole thing was in <laughs> Iowa, bro. We were in Iowa, and it was snowing, it was cold, it was miserable, right? And oh. we went all the way there, and he was like, all right, well, um, we're going to do an auction. Which, we knew there was an auction, you know what I'm saying? But, like, even when he did the auction, they tried to set us up in price gouges. And, and the thing is, like, people want to be mad at what I said, what Mark Henry said, but, like, Big Show was the one that was like, nah, we're not letting him play, sucker us into paying more when we can get another one somewhere else, which we ended up doing. And because of that, we were able to go to Andre's, you know, farm. Oh, no, not again. Uh, yes, there we save. go. Good save. But, like, you know, we're not going to let him do it. So, but then here's the thing that people pretend that didn't ever happen. So then the other guy won the auction because we weren't going to be price gouging. Sonny was like, oh, no, I'm not going to honor that because I can get more from someone else. Oh, really? Yeah. That's what, like, that's the craziest part. It's like, people act like what I did was crazy, but Sonny had us all the way out there to do an auction, then somebody else won the auction, and he was like, nah, I don't want to give it to you because you didn't spend what well, I wanted you to spend. There were some issues with him, and I don't want to speak to exactly what they were, but about, like, him handling somebody's bookings, um when they came to America uh, just a couple of years ago when they did indie shows, and I wish I could remember who it was, but him being involved, uh, it might have been with GCW, too, now that I think of it, but... Yeah. Um, so one thing I've learned about Sonny is Sonny is going to make sure he get his. Yeah. And hey, <laughs> more power to you. I'm not even mad that he tried it. Like, Sure. You just ain't going to hustle me. I'm from Partner City. This ain't my first He's a day. Smart, he's a very smart guy. This ain't my first day out, yeah. out here, you know what I'm saying? Well, uh, before we went on the air, I was mentioning to you, I'm 
from Kentucky. Mm -hmm. You told me you have a bit of an experience with John Calipari. Yes, I do. I went to a five-star basketball camp when I was in high school, mm -hmm. and I was six foot three, two hundred seventy pounds, and I oh, made man. the I made the all-star game. I'm one of the I'm, you know, people look at me and they see just football player, but like my dad was a basketball coach my whole life. Seeing a soccer player I, right now, well, buddy. I'm so soccer. Like I'm just a really, I'm a, I'm a really good athlete. Like I'm good at all sports. So like, and I always have been. So like basketball was actually, honestly, I think my best sport is just I don't have the body type to play professionally. So when I was, you know, in high school, I went to five star basketball camp, which is one of the best basketball camps in the, in the world, and I made the all star team. And then Coach Calipari, ugh. Love it. Coach Calipari saw me at the All-Star game, and he was like, you got to do one or two things. One, <laughs> one, he said, you got to do one or two things. And he goes, I, Cal knows, I, has met my dad. Coach and whatnot. So, like, Cal's met my dad. He's a basketball coach and whatnot. And, like, uh, like he was like, you got to do one of two things. You either got to grow six inches or you got to lose 70 pounds. Oh, man. And then you can be an elite D1 basketball player. And that was... The conversation that I had, when after that point I was like, let me just focus on football because clearly that's what I need yeah. to do, right? Because the coach Cal, mind you, he's not even at Kentucky at the time. He's at uh, Memphis. Yeah. Right? So, like, he, uh, I'm like, if Coach Cal is telling me that <laughs> it's not going to happen, then who would know better than Coach yeah, Cal? Yeah, of you know course. So, that, uh, that's humbling a lot when people see, like, the size <laughs> of professional basketball players. Yeah. Like, my, my first MMA trainer was a, an MMA heavyweight, and he was like 6'1", 6'2", and just juiced to the gills at that point. But we found out he played ball in college, and I was like, oh, what was he, a power forward? I was like, no, he was a point guard. Mm -hmm, he just bulked up. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing is, that, like, it happens to me all the time because I'm 6'5", not like wrestling 6'5", like I'm real 6'5". So yeah. Like, but there's so few, like, I've realized in my life, people don't see tall people that often. People ask me all the time, like, do you play basketball? And I'm like, you clearly don't know what basketball <laughs> players look like if you think my 360-pound yeah. ass is playing basketball at 6'4", or 6'5". <sighs> like, somebody my height in basketball is a point guard, maybe a shooting guard, except for Charles Barkley. But none yeah. of can be Charles Barkley, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we see, uh, like, especially in basketball, like, I remember... Growing up and seeing Muggsy Bogues, and I was like, "Oh, so, oh yeah, so yeah. Sure to, I mean, him and Spud Webb, the, yeah, they two, both two guys under six feet at the same time. Now there's like none. Yeah, but it's not even just that. It's like, yeah, those guys were both under six feet, but they were also both could dunk. Yeah, and <laughs> it was like maybe Earl Boykins and nobody else yeah. under six feet, and yeah, they could Nate dunk. Robinson's been the one. Yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. If you're five eleven and you can dunk. Yeah. Chris, yeah you Chris Lofton was one of the best shooters in the planet, and he couldn't get NBA looks because he was too short for mm -hmm. a while. And, uh, ooh, starting to get there. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. a little more headway here. There yeah. we go. Look at that. Yeah. Yep, there You're we getting go. too big for your britches sometimes. I, see, I think it should be a, point, a goal every time I get it past midfield. That's a good point. Uh, Gotta, that should be the handicap. You gotta bring it up with the with the FIFA committee. Yeah, FIFA's gonna oh. enact that rule for me next year. I, I can see it. The rules committee. Based on some of the other stuff I've heard about them, uh, you, you never know. Yeah, I know. You never know. So uh, you got this GCW booking. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about that. I am uh, too. I love that because I mean that's I think that'd be a really good fit and Shane Taylor Promotions. I think the world of Shane Taylor. Um, I mean. You know, bittersweet. I'm sitting here at your house. Shane Taylor's a guy. I went. I interviewed him at Maple Leaf Gardens. ROH said, you can have one person. Who do you want? I said, give me Shane Taylor. I want to interview him. And uh, he's always got a chip on his shoulder. He should. Yeah, he should. Yes, he should. He should. Like I, and I do, too. And people don't. So the thing is, it's like me and Shane are very similar. That's why we, I feel like no. we get along very well. And we, you know... Even before we were, we knew we were gonna do this at GCW. Like even when I was still in WWE, like me and Shane had been cool, and like we're we're very similar. Like I don't, we don't let anybody talk to us any kind of way. Like yeah. you gotta show us the respect that we have earned. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, like I've learned in this business is people want you to kiss their ass just cause, and I'm not gonna kiss your ass for no reason. You ain't helped me get here. You ain't helped me do anything while I was here. You ain't helped me do anything that I've been successful with in my life. So why am I about to kiss your ass, right? Like, like what what do you what what are you bringing to the table for me to bow down to you? 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and at the end of the day, it's like, well, I, I can pay you. Well, I can get paid anywhere. Yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to work. Just being real, like being honest. Like, do you, do you see that with fans a lot too? Because you'll see fans about like anything, like say, oh well, they're ungrateful because they act like that. No, I don't. Th- fans, I have no problem with fans except the internet losers that get mad because I made fun of their buddies. But like, yeah, like I don't, I don't. Fans don't really be. When fans see me in real life, it's never the same energy. Like so, like I've and, never had a negative interaction. Exactly. In, in real life, they're always dope. I've never had a single fan that was an asshole to me in real life. Oh, oh, you like that pass there? That was nice. I did. That was nice. Uh, I saw it coming, and I was like, "Oh." Because really, because and it's the same way with a lot of people in the the industry. Like, I know plenty of people that don't know that I know that they talk shit about me behind my back, but have been real cool <laughs> in my face, right? Yeah. But the thing is, like, the the real thing is, is like I'm a man of principle and character, so you can say and feel anything you want to about me, but when you see me, you got to stand on that. Yeah. And and when you stand by and when I think that's a good I think it's a good principle. Don't say some shit to somebody else or online mm-hmm. that you would not say to somebody else. Exactly. Like even if it's like a criticism, like I, I love constructive criticism. Yeah. I don't like stuff where people are just saying stuff and it's like no matter what my response is, I can't win. Yeah. Like you're that's not constructive, that's bad faith criticisms. You're doing it for some likes and retweets. Yeah, that's, that's the about worst. It. It's like it's it's like and the the thing with like now that I'm back on the indies, like I fully, ooh, what I say, I fully am prepared to be in the locker room with people that I know and at a show that I know done says some wild, irresponsible, yeah, negligent things about me. And the problem with that is that like I don't I don't hold grudges, but I don't ever forget. Sure. So. When I get the opportunity to, damn, bro. <laughs> when I get the opportunity to, if let's say I have a problem with you, right? I'm not gonna walk up to you and punch you in the face, <laughs> but I'm gonna walk right up to you and be like, "Yo, so what was what was that you yeah, said?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And if you can't stand up to that pressure, then you shouldn't have said what you said. Of course. That's how I feel. So like, I'm at a place in my life now where like I don't have to leave the house unless I want to, and yeah. I don't leave the house unless it's for money. In this terrible neighborhood, yeah. mind you. Yeah, terrible. Why would you want to leave the house? Terrible gaming community, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's wonderful. It's a beautiful neighborhood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to call, you, they got to call me at the front gate. They did. Get in, you know I what heard saying? you, you went, yeah. <laughs> Plus it did. <laughs> you know, got to call me. So like, I, I don't go nowhere unless it's money or like, I want to. I want to do it. So like, I'm. I've reached a point in my life where like I'm over. Oh, you stole one right at the end. I'm over. I'm over like having to to pretend that I like pretend that I'm your friend. If I'm not your friend, that's cool. But don't come crawling when you want to make money either. Oh, I'm just trying to foul you at the end. I'm trying to take your legs out it's from okay. underneath you. It's okay. I'm a sore loser, man. It's okay. Oh, you know what? I'll play with a different team now. I'll play yeah, with... play with the worst team on here. Team. And I'll play with the best team All on right, here. Okay. And we'll, we'll see how that we'll goes. We'll see how it goes. All right. Matter of fact, I'll just stay with Orlando City and you can pick... Okay. You can pick uh, PSG. Okay, you're going to have to direct me to where that is. PSG. What league that is it? I'm, I'm assuming Premier League or is no, that like an PSG all-star team? PSG is uh, in France. Okay. And it's the best team in the game. All right. Yeah, just click, click whatever one of those five. Okay, cool. Yeah, PSG has uh, Messi, okay. Neymar, and Mbappe, who's on the on the cover of the game. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> so, I know some of those words. I know some of those words. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Exactly. I know some of those words. I just watched Goodberry for the first time in a long it's time. It's so good. It's so good. Kel Mitchell's underrated. Oh, man. He never gets the love he deserves, man. See, look at your team is just stacked. I'm glad he's like the executive producer of all that now. Like, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like, I remember. Oh, shoot. Yeah, let me get close. that. Let me get that. I'll go white. Uh, you can go blue. Okay. Or black, either one. But um, I remember I would watch G4 Attack of the Show, and he came on there because Olivia Munn messed up a, a teleprompter read, mm-hmm. and instead of MC Hammer, she read McHammer. <laughs> and then Kel Mitchell came out. In a Ronald McDonald wig and an MC Hammer outfit, doing a dance and a rap. It was great. He could dance too. He yeah. was great. <laughs> All around entertainer. All right, this is gonna be an interesting game. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna still crush me. I don't know. You're gonna crush One me. Think about FIFA. The team matters. Does it? Yeah, it does. Yes, it does. I gotta play smart here. Uh, 
Oh. I gotta play smart. I can't just. I mean, what what I choose to blame this on is the fact that for the three times before I played FIFA, I picked the Columbus Crew because we didn't have FC Cincinnati. Yet. Ah. That that must have been it. It had to be it. Well, if it, it was... makes you feel better. Columbus Crew is way better than FC. Cincinnati. Are they? Are they? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I have season tickets to. Obviously, I'm a soccer fanatic. I've traveled all over the world watching soccer. Yeah. Um, all these these scarves on my uh, on my roof. I'm on my roof. On, on the walls. Uh, so you have Messi. That always. Buddy, the team does matter. It matters. I, tell <laughs> I you. can tell you. I tell you. Instead of four nothing, it might be three nothing. You might win. I'm telling you, the team matters. But uh, like I've been to, I've seen Bayern Munich play in Munich. I've seen. AC Milan playing Milan. I've seen Real Madrid playing Madrid. Like, I truck a lot of guys in the NFL spend their money on cars and jewelry. I spend my money on. Oh no! Oh, good save. And you're an elite goalie. I spend my money on traveling the world watching soccer. Like, I love it. That's how I spend my money. Oh, Donnarumma! He's an editor. The goalie. That was PSG. completely manual. That was just me doing all the work right <laughs> he's there. An animal. He's an That's what that was. Yeah, he's an absolute animal, no doubt about it. So you mentioned those sports, like any other you were into, like, I mean, it, I was in MMA, baseball, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I, I really was into all sports, but like soccer and wrestling and, sure. and were my, like, fanaticism. Like, that was what I really, really focused on. Um, and the funny thing is, is like, wrestling, uh, once I got into the business, I've Viewed it completely differently, obviously, as you can imagine. Yeah. No! Yeah! Man. Steroids. <laughs> Steroids. I'm just the really whole good. team. The so whole you, team. You gotta realize, I am the captain of a professional FIFA team called Whole oh, Lot of FC. Really? We play pro clubs. and pro, So, like, how we're playing right now is 1v1. Yes. You have the whole team, I have the whole team. But pro clubs is. I play as that guy. You play as that guy. Yeah. Somebody else plays it. Of course. So, so it's like 11 on 11. And, you know, we've been ranked as high as 28th in the world. That's pretty good. I, I don't feel... Six-time okay. Division One champion. I feel pretty happy that I held you to three in that case, yeah. in, in the first game. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. satisfied with that. Yeah. And, you know, it also helps that, like, I'm not trying to destroy your spirit completely. Yeah, that would, that would make <laughs> me feel pretty good if you didn't do that. <laughs> That would that would that would definitely help. Because I've definitely beaten people. I've seen you like just, nothing, I've seen nothing. you just running around dribbling the ball in here, and I'm like, yeah. ah, I'm like actively just playing with your food. Yeah, really. <laughs> no, no. Who? Okay, so who in WWE, or if you've even played anybody from WWE or in wrestling, no one gave you best for the run for your money. Nobody in WWE wanted to play me in FIFA. Everybody was scared of money. Really? Everybody was scared of money because they seen the highlights that I post. Yeah, and they were scared of money, and they they were all scared of money because I was on up up down down once. Yeah. Uh, RIPF up down down. Oh, what a save! Oh, I couldn't save this one. Though. Oh, the defender oh, look at that. did. Look at that. The defender saved it. Uh, <laughs> See, team matters. Uh, but when, uh, you know, I was on level down down, they realized I was a real gamer because they had me on to play uh, oh. They had me on to play Mario Kart and I skunked everybody. Oh. Was, Which, was it 64? Was uh, it no, new? It was, uh, it was a, a Switch. Okay. I can't, I can't play Super Nintendo version anymore because it, like, it, the way they did the split screen, it's just... I don't really, like, I, I get it. People love to be nostalgic. and they're Of like, course. Oh, I love... Oh, well, the N64 one was better. The Whatever the newest one that yes, came out is the best one. it's the one. best one. And it's not close. Yeah. But, you know, if you want to live in 1997, be my guest. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? It's like people do the same thing with, like, wrestling video games, too. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't really, I don't really play wrestling video games. I've never really, I played them when, like, I was a kid. But, like, yeah. the older I got, I stopped playing wrestling video games, even though I was obviously still addicted to wrestling. It's just, to me, wrestling video game like, so- FIFA is closer to a real soccer game than a yes. wrestling video game is. is to yeah, games. and I think one of the issues WWE had was a lot of times they tried to make their games too much like a real wrestling match instead of like the arcade aspect yeah. of it. Which I mean, that's a, that's a fine line. Some people do want to play a simulation it. of it. They love it, and but to me, it's like like I heard in this new, and this might be wrong completely, oh. but I heard in this new two uh, K. 
WWE 2K that, uh, oh yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Uh, abuse it. You're doing better, better now. Well, that's because I have to play better. Yeah, that's true. Because if I don't, you will beat my ass. This is, this is more demoralizing, to be honest with you. But, uh, like... Like that, you have to like in the new one. You have to like wrap, uh, lock up to do a move. Yeah, and take it. They took it way back. With yeah, that. and I was like, okay, well, you know, no, that's they needed to. That last game sucked. I heard. I heard. It I barely functioned. Play. It barely I, worked. I didn't play it, and I played two K twenty for like a week and a half, and then I was like, I'm over this. Yeah, you know. So I hope that the new one's better. I'm happy for Swerve getting his check. You know. So. Did you have to do anything for that man? I don't know if no. you were in it. No, I'm not, I'm not in it. They, they, uh, they got rid of us before they could. But I mean, did you get it. scanned or anything for it? No. Okay. Like the opportunity to get scanned was on the way, but it never came to fruition. Okay. I just figured because you all were in NXT, they all oh, piss. Oh, you let me have that one. I did. I didn't want to that was that. very nice of you. I didn't, I didn't want to do that. But. Sorry for the language, folks. Hey, cuss all you want. You're in my house. I That's don't true. That. That's God true. God damn. Oh, here we go. Oh, Messi got the ball. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Neymar, Messi. Oh, no. Oh, half time. My God. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. This is, a, this is a trash fire, folks. <laughs> it's a trash fire. Man. Yeah. And then when we did the, uh, like, I wanted to be in the game, obviously. Who doesn't want to be in the game? Who yeah. doesn't want to get a free check? But, you know... <laughs> Like, I, I'm fully content with the fact that, you know, I wasn't in 2K, WWE 2K, but I was in Madden six times. That's so pretty cool. I'll take That's it. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I'll take it. So, you know. Do you remember what your Madden ratings were? Uh, the highest I ever was, I think I was a 70, because yeah. all you guys realize I was undrafted, so they just pretend sure. that the undrafted players are not good. Did any of them piss you off? Uh, no. You know, the thing is, like, I was always really secure in myself with... The, with the the game itself, because like the game that I was when I was rated a seventy, I that year I was on the now Washington Commanders. Yeah, and uh, and we played the Dallas Cowboys the Thursday after Thanksgiving, and they had three Pro Bowlers on that O line, and I dogged all three of them. Yeah. So clearly, I'm rated higher than a seventy. Okay. <laughs> I got WWE wrestlers <laughs> that'll message me mad about their two K ratings. Oh, I'm like, sure. Find out why I was rated this low. I was like, I can't give you that answer. Everybody, you know, everybody's a mark for themselves. So, <laughs> oh no! Oh, look oh, at that. Saying your goalie Donnarumma is a is a is probably in my for my money, especially as young as he is. I want to say yeah. he's like twenty three. He, he's the starting goalie for the Italian national team. Like he is the best goalie to me on on earth currently breathing in. He's the Starting, uh, he's a starter for the Kentucky Jobbers right now. Like uh, he's getting dominated. Oh, you, you say your local talent out here? Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> local talent. It just says enhancement on the the uh, run sheet. Local Ooh, talent. Local that's it. Talent. Oh man. Oh man. The the cool thing is like, uh, have you ever when you watched the Most Wanted Treasure Show? Yeah. Did you see when I did the Persian clubs? Yes, I did the uh, the the sheiks. Per- uh-huh. So we had those um, those were a big catch wrestling thing, uh, and our catch wrestling coach would love to do the clubs, love to do the clubs, and I tried them, and boy, well, it wasn't for me. See, the thing is that like obviously it was a protected gimmick, right? Yes. So like they only let Bob Backlund and Iron Sheik do it. Yes, obviously, but there's more people that could have done it. So when yeah. people see me do it, they're like. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How was he able to do it? And I'm like, to be completely honest with you, it really wasn't that difficult. Like, mind you, granted, I played in the NFL. I had NFL D-lineman strength. So for me, it wasn't that difficult. But, like, I do want to bet at least at least 30% of the active WWE roster could do the Persian clubs. I mean, and those were... Whew. Uh, I mean, and they, they've... Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm more. I'm glad that my battery. Look how low my battery is. I'm glad it's running low because we only have time for one. Like the the 23 minutes remaining in this game, it's demoralizing. Like I would see a lot of people in cat wrestling use like the mace bell too, which kind of simulates uh-huh. like sort of like that, but it's a little more sturdy. But man, like I saw those, and I I was like that too. I was like, oh my god, Bob Backlund, Iron Sheep. Yeah, we'll for 30 minutes. That's okay. We can we can add it to it. I'll, I'll be able to sync it up. Yeah, cool. I'm not editing this one though. I'm gonna have them know <laughs> that he dropped the ball. That's three. That's a three goal penalty, is what that <laughs> is. It's a three goal penalty. All right, I need one more. All right, cool. <laughs> oh no, no. I remember uh, during the Super Bowl, I had people saying, "Oh, you're okay with the Bengals just getting these calls?" I said, "Yes." I was like, oh, the Rams can slip on a banana peel for all I care. I don't care yeah, how try, my team wins. I'm trying wins. to win the game. Yeah. yeah. I do not care how my team wins the game. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Trip, yeah. fall, luck, cheating. I don't I don't care. <laughs> Deflate the footballs. Like, give me... I, I just, my favorite thing about the entire Deflate game <laughs> thing is, like, people are like, oh, they... Uh, they deflated the footballs. Oh, they should have... In that game, they ran the ball for 200 yards. Yeah. Like I, I don't care what they gotta do. Punch, punch somebody oh, no. else in the face. Oh no, Messi. Oh no. Oh, oh why no. did that happen? Oh. I mean, I've been shooting with the wrong button the whole time. Possibly. Possibly. But I would love for this shirt to say Super Bowl champions instead of AFC champions. Ooh, oh, look at that! Dominant. Trying to be too cute. That's what I get for being too damn cute. <laughs> I would do that on the WWE games all the time too. Like I would be like, I gotta hit this move through a table, yeah. through a flaming table, <laughs> then I get beat. It's like, oh yeah, you didn't need to do it exactly like that. But, <laughs> uh, this makes you feel good about myself, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it should. It should. I played this a handful of times after Ted Lasso came out because that is such a charming TV show. Have I you watched haven't it? Even seen it? But oh, everybody tells me about it. It'll make you feel bad for criticizing literally anything in your life. Because he's such a positive guy, like through through things that he probably shouldn't be positive about, and you're like, man, I'm a mean, shitty person. Oh man, because... I, I did like that Vince McMahon quote the other day. If you think I'm an asshole, congratulations, I am. I am one. Um, and the funny thing is, people always, especially when I've been doing these interviews since we've been released, people always want me to bury Vince. They're always like, Vince was a dickhead, wasn't yeah. he? Vince was a piece of shit, wasn't he? That's what he was. And I'm like, no, I talked to Vince three times ever. And all three times were pleasant conversations. So if you want me to tell you that he was an asshole for your own self-opinion, then yeah. that's fun you. Like yeah. I, I'm sure he's done some asshole things in his life. So have sure. I, so is everybody. But like... <laughs> In my personal experience with the man, I've only talked to him three times, and all three times he was pleasant. Do you want to bury Kevin Dunn? No, I mean, the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, like, like, I am completely secure in the fact that everything that I, everything that we did in Hit Row, nobody helped us do it. Yeah. You definitely didn't help me win any of these <laughs> games. Nobody helped us do it. So, like, if you have a problem with how I am as a person. Sure. Well, then you have a problem with someone who is successful, who is creative, who gives back to his community, who works his ass off, and who is willing to stand up for himself. If you want a, if you want a show full of cowards that won't stand up for themselves, or you want a, a, sh- you want a group full of uh, a, a rap group 
that just sits down and takes whatever's handed to them, as opposed to really actually authentically representing their culture, then that's on you. Like that, I can't control what you want. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not obviously I'm not saying that they have a show full of cowards. I'm just saying that I want to be able to speak up for myself because I believe in what I'm doing. I and believe in myself. You often hear that Vince likes that. Yeah. He likes that. And whenever there's bad creative, you often hear people say, Well, why didn't they say something about it? Why didn't they do something about and it? And it's not even just that. It's also the fact that like creative thing was never like the first day that we started we went to debut, Triple H was like the writers wrote something for us, and Triple H was like, no. I love that. Don't I write anything that. for them. We can't tell them how to talk. We can't tell them how to make this feel sure. real. Let them do it. Yeah. So, so for the entirety of our run, we controlled everything that we did. And so, like, if if me or me or us continuing to think, hey, Brianna's gone. We should make mm-hmm. a new song because she's not here. If that rubs people the wrong way because we wanted to make a new song, well then we're yeah. rap artists. We've made us. <laughs> we're rap, our whole thing is we're rap artists. Yeah. We made we made the song the first song without anyone asking us to. Like I literally a week before we debuted, I gave Triple H the song. Was like, hey, this is what we want to do. He listened to the song. Was like, great. Sent it to the music people. The music people. Pretended that they did something to it, wrote their names on it, and then uh, put it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like to imagine Triple H as like the Jay Z GIF listening to it. <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah, exactly what it was. So it's like, you know, we did everything ourselves. So, like, I'm completely content with what we had. And the thing is, like, because we did everything ourselves, we can do it again somewhere else. Yeah. Well, my battery's dying. Uh, my team died. Yeah. Horribly. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. The entire, like, what, what, what was this team? Paris SG. I don't know. The, I don't Paris Saint Germain. Of course. PSG for short. Yeah. Uh, so they lost to, <laughs> to Orlando City. Yes. Sponsored by Orlando Health. Shout out to Orlando Health, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess they're, they're getting enough, enough screen time on this, but. <laughs> Anything you want to tell the people before you go? Obviously, you got the GCW booking coming mm-hmm. up. Yeah, GCW but, uh, tell them where they can find you. April 1st uh, for the culture against STP. We got uh, MCW on March 19th. We're debuting as the Hitmakers back in MCW, which is really good because Tahuti came from MCW. Yeah. I grew up in Maryland, so as a kid, I used to go to MCW shows. So this will be my first MCW yeah. show that I'm actually on. So we're debuting there as the Hitmakers on April night, uh, March nineteenth. We got the GCW show April first. We got other shows WrestleMania weekend that haven't been announced. Oh, um, nice. So we got other stuff that we're doing for WrestleMania weekend as well. Um, we got our new theme song is going to be coming out very soon. So we got a lot of things there. I got these shirts. Limited I edition. love that shirt. I was checking out that shirt. This it's a good looking shirt. Limited edition. What size do you wear? I wear probably a large, probably a large. You get me a shirt. Stay right here. He's telling me to stay right here. My God, the guy's dressing me too. After he dressed me down at FIFA, like it wasn't even fair. Listen, I, I think there should be an investigation into his teams on FIFA. I feel like he's got a game genie hooked up to the back of this gimmick or something. Like something's not right. I'm telling you, you got a game genie hooked up. You think so? Listen to this. Look at this. No, look at this. I'm a paid shill now. Yeah, you know, you can get these on AJFrancis.me. You know what I'm saying? You can get, you know, go to my bio link on all my social media at AJFrancis410. That's at AJFrancis410 on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Twitch, everything AJFrancis410. Get you a nice little Frank Reggae shirt. You know what I'm saying? Until next time, guys. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done.